The Screaming Eagles Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of The Screaming Eagles Podcast. The only cop podcast that comments on Sarah being missing and then have the team address it a week later. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me once again via satellite satellite for another lockdown episode is none other than Billy Night Train Buttons. Thank you, Ben. It's great to be back here. Uh, tough week of lockdown, but we're, we're back. It is. Uh, I've been feeling it the last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, well, to I'd like a to apologise. Yeah. I'd like to apologise to all the listeners who had to fucking suffer through me just just rambling last episode it, it got to me last episode and i'd, I'd been hitting the bottle quite yes. hard yeah and uh i listened back to that one it wasn't my proudest podcast but none of them are so there, i was there was, I was a bit of rambling the fact that, and yeah. i didn't even bring up tpas and yet you know when you've had a few to drink when I don't even mention TPAs and yet they're still rambling. Um, TPAs are just a distant memory. There's so many other things that have triggered me since TPAs. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I have been drinking an awful lot. Have you Have you turned to the bottle yet? Yeah, well, I'm just having a, a lovely red. Some oh, might nice. even a lovely A lovely glass of red. Some might even call it a glass of maroon. Okay. <laughs> that yep. kind of colour. Yep. Um, so the wife and I have been going through a bottle a night. I'd say. Yeah. So half a bottle. Uh, only a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're not really. It's a magnum though. It's one of those magnums. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, it's uh this you know, this this one seems to be a bit harder than last year for mine. It's it's been really tough. I I mean, I feel like you have like the whole gamut of emotions where yeah. you you have days where you're like this is awesome. I don't need to see other people. This is all I've ever wanted is to just <laughs> Be a hermit, yeah, and then and watch NBA during the day, and yeah, watch yeah. NBA. There's been, I mean, there's, there's been a sporting extravaganza. There was, the, I even got into the Euros. I watched the Euros. Wow. I'm watching the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I even watched the Wallabies the Jesus. other night. Like, yeah, well, desperate wow. times. Yes, for desperate very, <laughs> very desperate times. Yeah, but then you go through these moments where you're like, this is fine, and then, but an hour later, you kind of like, I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, every, and so you know, quick shout out to all the people who are doing it tough out there, um, mm. especially everyone who's had to shut down from their from their jobs. I know, especially with the building industry and everything. I know quite a few builders, so they're uh, well, you and I are both and safe, whatnot, which is good. We've both been able to keep our jobs. We have because we're both essential workers. You're you're an essential <laughs> state. You're an essential stay at home dad. <laughs> And I make reality TV, so doesn't both. get much more essential. I mean, it's yeah. neck and neck for who's the most important job out of the two of us, really. I mean, yeah, entertaining, so entertaining sending... the masses, or you know, entertaining the kids. It's, uh... <laughs> uh, mass entertainment or masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so um, just quickly, what I what I mentioned in the uh, intro about Ciro, I don't know, you probably didn't uh, watch the. James Rami or Ramey, uh, depending on where you're from. If you're from the south, you'll say Rami. If you're from the north, you say Ramey, um, who's our head physio. Um, and I use the term physio very, very <laughs> loosely. Loosely. Um, he uh, mentioned um, Ciro during his weekly injury report, and uh, he actually even comment, 
that there's rumours around that Ciro's gone missing um, amongst the Manly fan base. Now, clearly, Ramey listens to the podcast and heard about my theory. Yeah, shout out to Ramey. um, And heard the theory about uh, the fact that, much like the uh, Scientologist, the head of Scientologist's wife, you know, they've both just disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, mass cover-up. I mean, really, really, the only difference between the two cases is Tom Cruise not involved in <laughs> well, in or zero. Is, or, or, or is he? Is he? Well, who knows? Um, it will be interesting to see if Zero makes an appearance in the Top Gun sequel due out very soon. Oh, I'm gagging for that. Um, you are, but, uh, yeah, Zero. hard stat for that one. Zero apparently is alive and well, which is good to hear. Uh, and mm. he will be uh, available for selection in... Uh, in the coming weeks, wow! So okay. I feel I feel like we heard well, we that. I feel like we heard that yeah. sixteen weeks ago. But uh, you know, <laughs> is yeah. this is this a mass cover up? Who knows? I mean, Who only knows? time will only time will tell. Um, all right, should we uh, should we should we get on with the show? Have you got anything else to anything, yeah? No, any, let's anything get into personal it. to to add to it all? Personal? Well, just a, no. again, my sincere apologies to anyone who tried to listen <laughs> to me talk last week. Yeah, um, I was about fifteen drinks deep, uh, but I think we all understand that it's a it's a trying time. Yeah. not just as an Eels fan, no, as a human being in lockdown. Shout out to our uh, our Queensland listeners. A few of them came and you know said hello after our episode a couple of weeks ago they're not in lockdown so they're probably wondering why we're whinging so much but um it sucks uh but yeah my apologies and i promise to be not to be bitter but to be better (laughs) i like that um just before we get on uh, i just want to give a quick shout out to uh quick shout out to all our irish listeners Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Ken, jeez, oh, I didn't check this before, but Ken Karawong. Yeah. Um, now, if you heard that name, you'd swear Pit lives in Pitwater. <laughs> Ken Karawong. Yeah, Tipperary. Yeah. Karawong and t- <laughs> um, Irish, apparently, or lives in Ireland. Uh, yeah, and, I uh, suggest he maybe is not Irish, but lives in Ireland, but it could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe he needs to change his name to Ken Guinness or something, you know. Throw, throw us a little bit of a warning of where Ken you're from. O-Kara- Ken O'Karawong. Ken O'Shea. Um, but anyway, uh, shout out to uh, Ken Karawong. It's good to know that uh, we've got people all around the world, from Brisbane yeah. to Ireland. <laughs> and very well, few in between. A, we, we did give a shout out a little while back to uh, Ben... Ben uh, DCE Eagle, right. who, yeah. who was very prolific on Twitter and then kind of disappeared. And yep. he he got back in contact and said, yeah, no, I'm still here. I just, he realized the ridiculousness of Twitter. So he's clearly smarter than you and I. <laughs> wow. And um, and the Dirt Cowboy similarly yeah. also Dirt gave Cowboy. us a little shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're still listening, the ears of the world. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, if, maybe give us a shout out. If you're not listening in Australia, give us a shout out. And we'll yeah, give you a shout awesome. out. Mutual, we'll give each awesome. other a mutual, mutual shout outs. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Beautiful. We'll, we can um, share a hard stat together. Oh, I love it. Um, so I'd like to uh, just quickly uh, start with Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Mm. Um, this one on the sideline. 
during the game. Manly versus Dragons. Jake and uh, Jake was on the sidelines, and the Fox cameras filmed Jake uh, interacting with a few of the uh, audience, a few of the mm. a few of the people there uh, watching the game. And they didn't actually the, the cameras didn't actually show the people he was interacting with, but they sh- showed him waving, pulled down mm. his mask, and blew a kiss. Now, a lesser person. Shout out Ivan Cleary. That would be a trolling move. <laughs> Blowing kisses. And of course, Fox immediately assumes the worst and just assumes he was giving a bit of stick, trolling some uh, Dragons fans in the audience. Um, as it turns out, he was actually blowing a kiss to his gro- uh, goddaughter who was in the wow. audience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just I mean, beautiful. This, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. He's he's He really is the last of the... Of the nice guys in the NRL, <laughs> but uh, what I love is the fact that um, they said it during the broadcast, and then they doubled down by putting it up on uh, social media of a picture of Jake, yeah. and they said, uh, and here's Jake giving it to a few of the Dragon supporters, and actually, Kieran Foran, yeah, yeah the man of the He's moment. He's not one to stand by while someone is, while no. someone's accused uh, of wrongdoing incorrectly of yep. wrongdoing. Well, He's not going to sit. He jumped in there. He, he was standing right beside Eddie Hayson all those years. Um, well, as his didn't his wife? Didn't know it was uh, it was Michael Michael Leisha's wife ran it at <laughs> Kieran's right. ex. Yeah, and as you often say, for for evil to succeed, good men must, must do nothing. Must lay down and do nothing. So, um, darkness is just the absence of light. <laughs> <laughs> so. Kieran Foran being the light and shining armour. Well, that yeah. knight and shining armour, but anyway. Yeah. Um, well, he was at the dogs when he did that, in fairness, which, I, I mean, everyone's a bit kind of... It's like your trip oh, to the dark side. Yeah, you go to the dogs. Yeah. It's, Gus has fallen off. Gus has yeah. fallen off the last couple of days. But anyway, it was Kieran Foran who actually jumped on social media and corrected Fox mm. uh, and, actually, and actually wrote, actually, he was kissing his... Uh, goddaughter, he was kissing. He was blowing a kiss to his goddaughter. Hello, and I think he even said one of the one of the true nice guys of rugby. You know, That's he right. made another little comment. Yeah, going, yeah. What a man. Yeah, it's just. Um, How does that make you feel when you see that camaraderie? Is it well, does it get you a little bit? It it, it tickles me. It tickles me in my nethers. <laughs> and but but I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It was it was just one. Of two great moments. I don't want to get ahead to the. I don't want to get ahead to the um, to the game too much. But uh, my Brendan the Brave Award for exceptional bravery this week goes out to Manly's centre of excellence, Brad Parker. Wow! Before not only did he score a magnificent try, just yep. just a magnificent try, almost mm. had Gus Gould weeping, but mm. and not out of his eyes. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, one, well, of, his one eyes. of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they sh- they went to the uh, locker room before the game, and who do you think was standing in the centre uh. of the team, laying down the law, the spiritual leader of the Manly mm. Seagulls, Brad Parker, just absolutely mm. giving it to them. Now, there's been a lot of talk about what he was saying in that uh, huddle. Now, I exclusive Bill, exclusive yep. to the Screaming Eagles podcast. I actually had a mic in the middle of the huddle 
and actually okay. caught some of the words that Brad Parker said to his team that led them Great. to the famous victory uh, on the weekend. Uh, really inspirational okay. stuff. It, it, basically what you'd expect to hear from Brad Parker. So um, w- would you like me to play it now for you? I'd love to. Okay. Okay. Here's Brad Parker, his inspirational right. speech to his team. You know what? I'm the biggest star here, man. That's the way it is. I want to fuck. It's my big dick. So everybody get ready fucking now. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, wow. I don't need this shit. You don't fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Yeah. Brad Parker. Wow. It yeah. Sounds like him. It sounds like him or Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I can't really tell. Yeah, well, they've often been mistaken. It's the same person. They look very similar, don't yeah. they? Yeah. They're both big, they're both big, bright, shining stars. Yeah, they they're just big, bright, shining stars. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Brad Parker. It was, fa- it was fantastic. I mean, I don't... Look, we're a humble podcast. People, you know, people say a lot about us. Well, they don't really. But well, if they were to say only anything in the about us... I think they they definitely say we're humble. We don't take credit when it's not due to us. But I no. I can't help but feel that something happened back maybe three or four weeks ago when when Brad Parker was just feeling a little bit a little bit down, a little bit like he'd logged onto Twitter. He'd seen the uh, the Jamil Hopperwadi fans just questioning his position in the team, questioning whether he was the center of excellence yeah starting yeah. to feel a little bit unloved mm. and then he gets a little ping on his phone mm. that's a, it's a little message request from, from for it for a diehard fan and i feel like ever since that moment when he just sent a message to a fan just having that connection knowing that someone else out there had his back Benny, he hasn't looked back he's been like a horse in blinkers uh, just yeah. running down the straight nothing can stop him well, it's just what he needed. He, I don't think he realised that we, he was referred to as the centre of excellence. <laughs> and I think it was probably playing on his mind that he that Brendan was obviously named Brendan the Brave. Mm. Um, and he's just like, well, we're, we're, you know, obviously people call him Hank Hank Scorpio, but you know, I I don't, I, I don't think that shows the proper respect to the great man. So, um, yeah. but he had a he had a great game. Um, now, this is obviously another. This is a bit of a special moment, and this happens mm. very rarely. Haley's comment type stuff. Um, yeah. We used to have the Jack Bird. He's just a footballer award. Now, yeah. unfortunately, due to some issues, um, mainly, and look, I'll, I'll put up my hand and say my fault. You know, you put up your hand last about last week's and said, <laughs> "Look, my fault." All-time low listenership because of my rambling, and I and I appreciate that. Um, I'll put up my hand and say I single-handedly ruined this award. Um, the Jack Bird is just a footballer award. Uh, I gave it to Dylan Walker, and ever since mm. then, it's just it's tainted. Blow, bl- it blew up in your face. It blew up in my face because since then, Dylan Walker's played halfback twice, and um, well, less said about it, the better. So mm. we are going to rename the Jack Bird He's Just a Footballer Award. Uh, and it's been inspired by Phil Gould's commentary during the mm. Manly Dragons game. Uh, and for those of you who haven't heard it, here, here it is right now. This is just footballers being footballers. Look at that. Stamp and draw and pass and stamp and sprint and offload and catch and pass. That, that's just footballers being footballers. Wow. So uh, it will now be hereby called 
the footballers just being footballers award. <laughs> so um, that's, see, that's, that's why, one that's of why the best. Gus is getting the big bucks to go to Canterbury because he yeah. can spot some guys on a field running around and, and someone said, what are they doing, Gus? And he said, that's just footballers being footballers. <laughs> now, what I love is the rhythmic tone mm-hmm. to his voice. It's like something out of Hamilton. It's like he's rapping. It's like pass and step and pass and step. Just, I, yeah. I just play it again. It's really, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost musical. You can put a beat behind it. It's catch and pass and step and football kick and pass. And <laughs> it's a bit like mares eat oats and does eat oats and little lambs eat ivy. It is. Um, and of course, we'd have to we'd have to name this week's award. We'd have to give it to the guy he was actually speaking about in the game, and that's Josh Schuster. Oh, or, yeah. as Michael Ennis, for reasons known only to Michael Ennis, calls him Schuster. He really Shit. gets Josh Schuster. He's like he's watched too many German war. He films. has. It's like he's doing a Schultz impersonation. You know, I know nothing, <laughs> Schuster. <laughs> we have ways of making you speak, Schuster. Schuster. Oh, look at Josh Schuster. Um, I reckon he's watched a bit of uh, German German content, Mick Ennis. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> um, now, Bill, I'm going to let you head off the next uh... injury crisis. Mm. Mitchell Moses out indefinitely, having played... 70 minutes in origin with a broken back. Mm, breaking news. No pun intended. Yeah, well. well. Yeah. Now, what you did there. now, I know you've done a bit of research into this. Is there any truth to the rumor that he broke his back carrying Jack White in the whole game? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say he carried Jack White. No, I think he was marginally better than Jack Whiten, but I don't know if they uh, covered themselves in glory. But, um, yeah, he broke his he, – he, he fractured – he's got a stress fracture. So when I read it, it sounded pretty horrible. It sounded like he, you know, was out indefinitely, mm. broken back. And then the, the news started kind of flowing through that actually it's a stress fracture and it's not that bad. But not good because Paris – I mean, uh, Jacob Arthur – is the coach's son is is only you know nineteen and and yep. didn't play very well. I didn't think on the weekend. Mm. Um, I'm actually a bit surprised that Para has named their team for for this week against Canberra, and Jacob Arthur is still halfback. I would have thought that Will Smith is a much better option at halfback. I'm a little worried. Brad is like yeah, but you know you know what you know what Jacob Arthur. Has that Will Smith doesn't? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, a surname. Yeah, he has. He has a dad, a, a dad as a dad coach. Called yeah, Brad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I'm a bit confused by that, but um, like I feel yeah, even if was... Will Smith's last name was Sterling, he probably still wouldn't get a go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Will Sterling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, Mr. Thurston, but there's this young kid called Jacob Arthur coming through that, uh, yeah. that, that, that's got your spot. So, I mean, I mean, 
Is it the Eels' turn to be the only team in the comp suffering injuries? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I will say with the exception of Carl Lawton, and that then this is up for debate. Mm. Um, Manly, for the first time in about, oh, I want to say, 15 years, is <laughs> named a full-strength team. Wow. Well, no, no zero, but... <laughs> he's not missing at least. Well, he's, he's those who spotted. those can sorry, a full strength team of those confirmed still alive. Now, <laughs> until I see a picture of Ciro holding today's newspaper next to him. <laughs> I mean, not weekend at Bernie's. His eyes are got to be open. <laughs> that's it. I'm not 100% gonna believe James Ramey. Um Yeah, yeah. Now speaking of backs, Carl Lawton he also hurt mm. his back during the There's game. There's another injury crisis. Yeah, a corked yeah. back. And what an absolute um, stitch up by the, uh, by, again, once again, by Fox. They were saying that um, he's been rushed to hospital. Um, you know, they, they're worried about a broken back. Uh, and then they cut to a shot on the sideline and there's Carl just sitting there. One of the plastic chairs, one of Trent Barrett's plastic chairs that he lent uh, Manly all those years ago. Um, it was oh, pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, so, what are we saying? Getting back to Moses, um, how many how many weeks are we thinking? In your uh, expert, I mean, the, the you've had a physio. you've had a back you've had a back operation, haven't you? You're a bit of an I expert have, yeah. in these sort of things. Yeah. yeah. I what did be the using me as an example? No, can you tell can you tell everyone what when you had the operation and your back didn't wasn't a hundred percent afterwards. What the, uh, what did the physio say to you? Well, there was a few things he said <laughs> to me, but one of them was that my, my surgeon had done the same operation on Robbie Farah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, it's taking me so long to get back to, you know, just bending over even. Yeah. And then there's guys that are out there playing competitive rugby league. Like what's the story? Why? Yeah. And she was like, well, you weren't really an athlete to start <laughs> Right. <laughs> I was like, thanks for pointing that out. She goes, yeah, and he's probably about 15 years younger than you, so that's also yeah. not in your favour. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then the other one that, that was telling was um, she said, you know, when you hear about people who've had back surgery, you don't often hear when you say, how did it work out? People don't often come out and say, perfect, I've gone back to – a hundred percent of where I was before. Like mm. most people who have back surgery, surgery, do tend to have some recurring back issues. Now, again, I think the Moses and uh, Lawton issues, uh, not necessarily in that category. But I know, like in the NFL, Peyton Manning had a whole bunch of nerve and neck issues, and they're not they're, they're difficult. So you mm. kind of hope for the sake of uh, any players that are getting back injuries that. I think when it's when it's a fracture or when it's not nerve based, they're they're pretty manageable. But you know, it's not a good area to injure because you can be susceptible um, susceptible to those type of injuries. So yeah, so shout out to those guys and and to me, especially to me. <laughs> not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, that's you can, right. you can share that one with Jake Travoyevich. Um Well, speaking of injured halves, let's get into. News. Parramatta Maccas set to get a boost 
with Eels signing Anthony Milford. Mm, now, I believe this might have been quashed tonight. Oh, was it? I believe oh, there's this even might more have been breaking news. Because I was, yeah. It's all been involved. It's all. It's a breaking news podcast. We, we're yep. the f- first at five. We're back to being first oh, we are at five. First at five, yeah. First at yeah. five on a Tuesday night. Is it Tuesday <laughs> yeah, or Wednesday today? Oh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? It's all the same. Okay. Every day is Groundhog Day. Um, but yeah, so I believe Brad Arthur quashed this tonight. Uh, but certainly my mentions on Twitter were, were, were pretty hot about mm. Anthony Milford being signed by the Eels. I mean, it would make sense if... Well, I thought that's what... I thought this that's what was, the, was all about. This was yeah. all about. I That's thought, the only way. It would oh, ever okay. Make sense. It suddenly makes sense really now make sense. that they're, they're looking for anyone on the market, and realistically, mm. who's on the market? Well, Anthony Milford. Um, you know, they could probably get him down for a couple of cheeseburgers. Um, yeah. Well, well, Parrot do have a promotion that when the Eels win, yeah, uh, you get a free Big Mac from McDonald's because we're sponsored by Maccas. And I oh mean, wow. That just screams Anthony Milford, doesn't it? Does. It? Like the, it does. If there's anything that'll that will get him to uh, go that extra mile, he's uh, going to be playing out of his skin yeah, every week. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, so that's that's not going to happen. So for the I next, I believe it was it was uh, it was um, put to bed by Brad Arthur uh, about about forty minutes ago. Is my latest understanding. Hang on, let me just. I've got Danny Widler texting oh, me. Uh, yep. Oh no! It's just a. Uh, it's, it's just, just a, a f- nude. It's just a, it's just a, f- a, a nude selfie from his chin down, and it's true. He still doesn't have any hair below his eyebrows. So it's beautiful. He's yeah. like one of those Mexican skinless, do- uh, hairless dogs. <laughs> well, he does look a bit like one of them, he doesn't does. he? Um, now I don't have this in the news, right? Mm. But while we're talking about while we're talking about Para, and uh, you know their how they're going to go for the rest of the season. Uh, thoughts on, I put this out on Twitter today, thoughts on Gus Gould. Um, he seems to really be giving it to Para. Um, and he has mm. for about the last year about how they, they managed to beat all these, you know, these easy beat teams. But when it comes to the big teams, they can't seem to put them away. And yet, rightly pointed out, they've, they, they beat the Storm this year. They've, they were one penalty goal away from beating his beloved Panthers. They were like the mm. only team last year to beat Panthers. I mean, they've got a few, and yet he, I don't know, he just seems to have this real, every time yeah. anyone asks him about power, he always goes, well, you know what I think about them. Like, mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a, I mean, I. he's not a very nice human being, Phil Gould, but there is some truth to his, sadly, there's some truth to in the big games, even this year, they beat Melbourne in round two or three, and then they played Manly when Manly were looking good. Manly beat us. They played South when South were looking good. South flogged us. Uh, I do think it, it is a legitimate knock, but I think the way Gus says it, it's like, well, they could have easily beaten South. I mean, they lost Michael Jennings on the day of their... Semi-final, mm. right? Mm. And they had a very good go at South. Again, it's a hollow victory they lost. No, it's not a hollow victory. It's 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 all inconsequential. A loss is a loss. But I don't know. I think he he. I, I think you're right. He does enjoy 
saying this over and over and over again, but sadly, until Para actually make it beyond one win in the finals, I think he's going to have every right to keep saying that. So I know it pisses Para fans off, and I do think he doesn't like he doesn't like Para. Um, but yeah, I guess he kind of got a. Tr- it's like when people say you haven't won a premiership in thirty six years, you just go, yeah, I guess. Well, we we haven't until <laughs> well, we, we haven't. do. True that. Until we until we beat like a good team at the business end of the season. Mm. Then, uh, then I think you know that's valid. That the only thing I'd qualify that with at the moment is that that game against Penrith, they didn't look very good. I, I'm not convinced. Now I know they're missing Nathan Cleary, but Penrith don't look unbeatable anymore. You Would know? you say that their win, their premiership good. window has closed? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I, I certainly don't think like for the first twelve weeks of the season, it looked like. Mm. The only thing that could beat them was injury. And now, mm. even when Nathan Cleary comes back, it, I feel like they just have... They peak too they're, early. Yeah, they're do like you think Luke they've peaked too early? Them. Yeah. Like, it just feels like maybe their, their energy's waning a little bit near the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, quite possibly. And 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 I think the fans got it. Even the fan base. The fan base got so carried away early in the season as though, like, it was already in the trophy cabinet the yeah. trophy was already there and yeah the panthers fans are pretty you know like oh there's us in melbourne and no one else and now it's like actually there's a few like i'd be happy playing penrith i'd probably be happier playing penrith than i would manly you know mm. um i don't think they're invincible so yeah, I'm I'm detracting from uh, or, or, or being distracted, but from what Gus said. But I think who are the good teams? Like really, at the moment, losing to Manly when we lost is not a big disgrace. And then when we lost to South, everyone played terribly. We had Jacob Arthur in the halves. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. You know, you can always uh, make excuses, but yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see where teams are with fitness come come this business end of the season because it does feel like like St George were playing for their top eight spot. It's like, hang on, how the fuck is St George? Oh, I know. In the top eight. I mean, and, I, and, I look at that, I go, there's top six, and then I'm like, who? I don't even know who the other two. It's like Dragons and Sharks. Maybe it's a Knights. No, I think it's Sharks. Anyway, yeah, who it's cares? Like these guys, you would actually, if you watch them play, cannon you'd think they should be like a... Wooden spooner, maybe. So, anyway. Anyway, um, here's another one. Like a ghost in the night, Des seen in the hallways of the hotel. <laughs> now, this made me laugh so hard when I read this. So, apparently, they've gone, like, all, all the teams have gone up. And they're all in lockdown now, uh, scattered along the coast of Queensland. Um, yep. So Manly are in a, uh, a a resort, just like all the other teams are, and they're in their own resort. Apparently, yep. Des is seen late at night walking around the grounds, peeking through windows, <laughs> <laughs> making sure all these players are behaving and are in bed and in their room and doing, you know, doing what they should be doing. And apparently one of the guys was saying they saw him. He was like, it was, it was like quarter to, tw- it was quarter to midnight, you know, 11.45. Mm. 
And Dad was just still just wandering the hallways, like <laughs> checking doors, peeking peeks Anthony's in windows. And stuff with like the that. guy Ruben Garrick, or like Morgan? No, Morgan Boyle's gone. He had a look. Des has a look. Has He's a, got a yeah. type. Yeah, short back and sides, blonde. Yeah, yeah. Jaw that you can fucking tell the time by. <laughs> Oh, Ruben, just checking, buddy. Just checking. <laughs> and I thought, Des, oh, my God. you were here God. five minutes ago. Oh, it's so funny. Checking. Like, you can just imagine all his craziness dialed up to 11 because he's now stuck in this hotel with all his players and he just can't he can't turn it, switch off. You know what I mean? Like, he's just going to go crazier and crazier. Would you not say, though, that maybe this is like Des's perfect, like the, the mad scientist Des, this is his perfect scenario. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like like Trent Barrett is gonna already has begun to like just completely fall apart, not being able to go and get his hair done, yes. not being able to you know like go and shop at Bunnings and look at all the plastic chairs that he doesn't have <laughs> access to. Yeah, yeah. Des would Des, you know, we were saying before where you kind of think to yourself, oh, maybe lockdown's not so bad. Des would legitimately probably be in heaven right now just him his men mate he's some, just some some tape he'd be watching this i reckon des is the type of guy that wouldn't even get the digital copies he'd ask them he'd go go and get me that game off nrl.com put it on a vcr for me can you can you <laughs> yeah, can you right. can you join on yeah <laughs> get it delivered to my room yeah we've got the, no i just want it on vcr yeah. i want to rewind it that's it <laughs> I just uh, I just want that pause where the where the image flickers back and forth yeah. just slightly like it's a really short. That's right. GIF. I want to go into the slow mo where I just press forward by one frame. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I think he's I think he's absolutely in his element. He now can control every waking mo every waking moment of every player. Like it's just you know, um, yeah. It's whether there's a complete revolt or not. Um, but I don't think there will be because. Mm. Oh. Lachlan Croker re-signs to Manly on unders. <laughs> um, uh, Lachlan Croker, who oh. I'm guessing must have been born in Victoria. Otherwise, I can't see why he didn't play Origin. Uh, genuinely, can someone help me out here? Because yeah, or maybe ACT because he he did come from the Raiders. That that must be mm, it. Well, he's, yeah, isn't he related to Jared the Croker family? And yeah. Jared, well, Jared wasn't there another Croker, a, fam- a more famous Croker. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there was. I the just singer. My, my, I've drank singer. too much alcohol over the past three weeks to yeah. think of his name. But there was a famous in the in the in the old like Brett Marlins era. Uh, quite possibly, but they didn't play <laughs> didn't for Manly, so it. It I have no idea. You weren't oh, I wasn't watching. NRL then. I was watching Wallabies. <laughs> yeah, the magnificent Giants. Oh, um, yeah. but uh, yeah. So Croker, who the rumours are flying. Apparently, he's very popular. Really, amongst the playing group. Yeah, apparently, he's really wow. good mates with um Tommy Turbo. Wow. So you know, if you're in with Tommy, then you know. Mm. You, you get what you want. It's like when well, we Brad signed. Parker's it's like when we signed to Tommy. We signed um, Nate Miles because he's mates with DCE. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really only so well. far you can push a friendship, though, in that, yeah. in that circumstance. Um, mm-hmm. So for, did I tell you for my birthday um, I got the Manly Captain's Run jersey? Yeah. From my kids and on the back um, they've got all the captains from the beginning of Manly through to the end. It's a bit of a startling uh, fact here. Nate Miles and Jake Travojevic both captained Manly before DCA. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Has Kieran Foran ever captained them? Uh, well, he did. He did the last two games. Yeah, first time. Oh, there you go. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, and here's another one. Dylan Walker set to set to keep the Manly Police Station busy as he set to re-sign with the Seagulls. How much for was it? Didn't say. Two years. Oh, though. I thought you were gonna say under. Under <laughs> as well. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, it might be on overs because, <laughs> mate, anything After more. After last week, yeah. yeah. Un- unless he's on a, um, you know, we only pay you if you play, if you're not suspended, um, you know, it- it's overs. When you, when, you, mm. when you average it out to when he actually can play, uh, it's always going to be overs. But, um, mm. yeah, I, hmm, I'm surprised by this one, to be honest. I feel like they've probably just given it to him as a, uh, what would you say? He's. I feel like maybe they've just given it to him as a sign of respect type of thing, but without really <laughs> thinking he's going to take it If anyone it up. deserves respect, it's Dylan Walker. Yeah, well, I guess just to keep the mass, to keep the team happy. Like, oh, we don't just, okay. we're not just going to f- throw him aside. Here's a contract. Oh, it's not enough. That's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, and he's like, well, okay, I'll take well, it. we wish you well, and then it'll be like. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, you know, that that, that that's perfect. Yeah, I don't want any more that than that." And it's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh shit." Okay, yeah. well, good. Um, yeah, so it's all happening. It's all happening in the northern beaches, though. All these, yeah, you know, I feel like and, yeah. I feel like we've. Um, I feel like we think. I feel like Des feels that we've got a premiership window coming up. The, the next couple of years, um, because we've just we've we've just signed quite a few players for up and for for another two years. So I feel like that's our next sort of step. So I guess mm. he's kind of like, well, I'm happy with the roster where it is, and it can grow over the next couple of years with just what we've got, basically, um, which is good. Is uh, foreign is foreign signed for next year or not? Uh, uh, yet Manly, he he he's, he signed for two years. The second year was in the club's favour, so which was a smart thing to do. So we could decide to activate the second year or not. Um, and Manly has decided to activate his second year, so he will be with us next year, um, which is a smart thing to do. When we signed him, I thought, what's the point? Like, I, I you know, I was quite open. I wasn't happy about getting him back, like. I didn't, I didn't see what's the point um, because I just thought, well, we're getting him for one year. So if he comes out and he absolutely kills it, well, we're then just going to lose him yeah. and he's going to want a shit ton of money and all he's done is use us to put his price up to some other club. Um, but the fact that uh, 
the fact that we've got a we, we've got a second year in our favor which we've activated means that yeah we were smart about it it's not like yeah well we're, we're not we're not just a commercial for you to go and show your skills so you can then fuck off and you know go somewhere else mm. um on more money uh i've got uh got another one. Oh no <laughs> i've got one i've got okay, one. okay here comes the, here the, comes go for me yeah okay Kenny Edwards gets 10-match ban for inserting finger into opponent's anus. Wow. So this is slightly even more than Infidel's Corner. He's now in the uh, in the Super League yeah. with Huddersfield. Yeah. But I did think we, we did spend we spent a bit of time over the years talking about Kenny Edwards and we did. his uh, his his habit of drawing People into post try celebrations. Well, that Stephen Crichton team and Stephen Crichton uh, took up the mantle, didn't he? He's he, that's right, you'd say yeah. he's this year's Kenny Edwards. Like. Yeah, but but uh, look, I would, I don't, I I, I, I was going to say I don't have the time, but I do have the time. I just can't be bothered going back through our old podcasts. But I know at some point we said Kenny Edwards is just trouble. Like he is hmm. just. People who like him think, oh, it's all good, harmless fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just relax, loosen up, no pun intended. Uh, now he is literally loosening up people's bum holes with his finger. <laughs> he is just, you know, this is this is the dickhead. This is why the no dickhead policy is so important because what type of idiot plays a game that even in England it's it's there's cover. There's cameras everywhere. You can't stick your finger up someone's bum, no. and expect to get away with it. Like yeah, uh, I, anyway, I don't think. I, I think he maybe just wanted a ten week stint just, on the sideline. You know, he, or he just wanted a warm finger. He was just like, <laughs> well, it gets very cold over in England. Yeah, in winter yeah. in the north. I've got no idea where Huddersfield is, but I'm going to guess it's north. Someone correct. It's me. like that guy. I think it was. Um, was it the Raiders player who just couldn't stop sticking his fingers in people's eyes? Remember? Oh, he got right. done twice yeah. in like one season for eye gouging. You just think, what? Right. Stop putting your fingers where it doesn't where it doesn't belong. Like it's just so weird. It's like something that mm. my little my kids do when they attack. You know, they go to the face like a monkey. <laughs> anyway, um, have you got any other more news? I got one more thing. Like cotton plantation owners in the Deep South, the NRL think they are owed free labour. Ooh. So, uh, over the weekend, we all probably saw it, um, those players who weren't playing were used as ball boys for the game, mm. uh, which I liked. And, the, and you know, we saw Jake and Tom being ball boys. We saw um, Mitchell, uh, uh, Latrell Mitchell being a ball yeah. boy. Um, Mitch Moses was a ball Mitch boy. Mitch Moses was, um, you know, during Origin, um, Gutho was the ball boy. And, you know, I like it. They'd cut to them when their team scored and they're doing a little fist pump and stuff like that. They're interacting with the, with the crowd. You know, it's good if, you know, why not? NRL then came out today and complained and said, oh, they've got to take their duties seriously and they shouldn't celebrate after their team score a try and that's not what ball boys are meant to do and blah 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 it's like guys fuck off 
Yeah, I know. Like, they're NRL players and you're making them be ball boys because they're in the bubble and you can't be fucking bothered paying somebody to be in a bubble just to be the ball boy. So yeah. if you don't want to pay, then let the players do what the players want to do. Like, it's such a harmless thing and it's such mm. a typical NRL thing to do to come out and crack a whinge over it. You know, like... Yeah, I mean, the same thing happened a little bit. This might be a bit controversial, but when Paul Gallen came out and said, oh, you know, this is tough for the players going into the bubble and everyone's like, oh, well, they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars and, you know, they want to have sex. Well, that's, you know, what about the rest of us? They're getting, they're grown men. They can control their urges. And it's yeah. like, well, you know what? It's a tough time for everyone. Like, yeah, maybe they don't have it as tough as other people, as some other people. But I don't think it hurts any of us to just say, like, it's not easy for these players to go and leave their families, leave everything, go to this bubble where, unless you're Jai Arrow and you've got 12 strippers coming around every night, you, you're really isolated. Like, it's hard, it's hard for me. And this is my normal life. Like, I don't even, I don't even go out normal days, <laughs> but I'm finding it hard to deal with, yeah. right? The like, fact that you're not allowed to makes a it tough harder. time. And just because someone's getting paid a lot of money, like the other the other thing, players get paid a lot of money and then they don't earn any money, the majority of them, for the rest of their career. Because while everyone else was out learning a trade or mm. getting an education, they've been trying to play professional football. So getting 300 grand a year when you're 27 and then being a 31-year-old with no skills. Well, and you, you know, there's only so many commentators. Well, let, so me just, let me just say to that point, we always talk about Ruben Garrick's chiseled good looks. Mm. Ruben Garrick is, is currently also a, an apprentice carpenter. Wow. He's actually going to TAFE at the same time as being a full-time footballer for that exact reason. So when he comes out, he wants to be a carpenter. So... You know, that's where he's chiselled. Like, Good looks from. Like uh, JC was a carpenter too. He was, yeah. And, <laughs> Harris, and Harrison Ford. On water. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, uh, yeah, so I was actually quite impressed by that when I saw that because they showed pictures of him in the car park during a lunch break and he's there um, finishing a woodworking project for his, for his day. <laughs> Building a pencil case. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Building Trent Barrett a chair. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. Oh, that's all I got for news. You got anything? No. Well, that's just my Kenny Edwards uh, finger bum. I like antics. it. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Um, and we ha what did he get? He got uh, ten weeks for it. Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Fucking hell. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, yeah. All right. Let's do. Let's get into game. Um, now, have you heard the expression, good guys finish last? Mm. Doesn't appear so in this case, does it? <laughs> well, the Dragons, a bunch of reckless rule breakers up against what many call the NRL's nice guys, the Manly Seagulls. Mm. And this time, good guys finished first. 
Just, just like me when I'm on top of my lady. Yeah. <laughs> they finish first. <laughs> well, you, you pointed this out, but it was evident watching the game. I couldn't believe that that Dragons lineup was pretty much their starting lineup. Like, oh, that, they really didn't get punished well, for, for almost single handedly bringing down the competition. You know, you get teams, teams get docked points for salary cap breaches. Do you want me to start on TPAs? Yeah. I will. I'll start go, on go TPAs. Go into that. So tell me about the third parties and people getting docked points. But um, it felt outrageous that squad that they had on the field it's like hang on weren't they meant to be well kind of they're meant to handicapped yeah they're meant to this is what so this is what they've done and this is what made the the victory all the sweeter um so what they're meant to do is they had to sit out 12 players right and Mm. they had to sit them out over a minimum i think it was three games so what they've done is they've looked at the manly game and they've gone, look, if we just sit two players out, we could still win this game. They saw the Manly game as winnable. So mm. they only sat out two players. They sent out Tyrrell Foimoino or whoever the fuck he is. Yeah. And Matt Dufty, who has been dropped multiple times this season just on form. So a couple of people who, you know, not a big deal. Then they've got, I think they've then got Souths sometime in the next couple of games. So I think that's when you'll see them drop essentially the entire team. But yeah, just I. Take, yeah, just I, a gimme loss. Yeah. and But but when I saw that, I, it was a little bit, hang on a sec. Well, how is this any different to who to what we'd be playing if they didn't break the COVID bubble? Mm. But, um, you know, cheaters never prosper and prosperous never cheat. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, something like that. Let's not talk about the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I'm still well, a bit stripped. sad about 2009. Um, but it was a great game. We've kind of already talked about it, but um, well, I, it was a game of two halves, I believe you'd say. Uh, yeah. Well, you you were behind at halftime. I backed Manly to win both halves. I oh, really? Para to win both halves. Yeah. Para, para <laughs> both bets went down. Because Para lost the second half and Manly lost the first half. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, t- I'll give you a little hot tip, uh, and here's a hard stat for you. Manly's the number one team for second in second halves. Mm. So you mm. know what it is, and it's it's that special magic dust that Des sprinkles over them at halftime and gets them back yeah. on track. We always it's come out though, firing in the second half. Because they've done something similar, I think, was it against. Maybe it was against the Titans. It was a, another game maybe three or four weeks ago where they looked like they were getting dusted. Yeah, we were down 24 then, to 8. Yeah, and yep. then was it the Titans? Yeah, and then we ended up putting 50 points on them. That's right. I think we watched it at the pub together. We did. It was our, yeah. last time. Remember last time we were over at the pub. Oh, God. Last, so I wasn't sure whether I should text you that, but last Friday when it was the double header. Manly he did versus, text me. Yeah, I know, but I wasn't sure if I should or not because I thought, oh, this could send you, this could send you into a spiral. But I, I texted, I texted you saying, it's a manly <laughs> para double header. We could be at the uh, the Peter, Peter Schmidt right now watching this, amongst other things. <laughs> That's right. Oh God, oh, it's um, it's funny. It's not funny. Uh, oh fuck. Um, but it was a great, great game. Um, it was nice that we could get the win without Turbo and DCE. Um, I will, uh, Josh Schuster, Schuster, 
Um, Schuster. Schuster. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah I, das stimmt. Genau. He was, he was great in the... Um, he was good at 5'8", but I actually think he played better when he... Carl Lawton got injured in the first half and Schuster then went to... Uh, went slipped back into the second row to cover him. And I actually think he played better in the second mm. row. I think it sort of frees him up a little bit. Like, he doesn't have to worry about it. Like, he just sort of does that sort of crazy eyes look at them, you know? Yeah. I th- and I for mean, sure, Anthony he- Griffith would have been the whole... All during the week, just, just saying the whole time. When he runs at you and he looks at you, he's going to pass it, okay? He's always going to pass it. But he just just looks at him with those deep brown eyes and just hypnotizes them. <laughs> <laughs> they can't help like a moth to the flame. They just get drawn to him. Yeah, so what were you going to say? Oh, no, he, he did he did a couple of, like, his no-look passes are just great. But then I think I feel like he did, uh, he, he should have scored, a, or he should have, you know, set up a try. He butchered a bit of a try at the end of the first half where he uh, did, you wouldn't yeah. be angry at him because he created the yeah. chance. Like, he broke through. I know, but I then know. He, he just went for the no-look pass or he held it a bit long. No, and- he held it a bit long, but I think he looked out and he saw... I think it was Moses Suli outside him and he thought, oh, he's not fast enough. So then he sort of looked back in and there was no one there. I just, it, there just wasn't – he just didn't have the backup there. He did get it away in the end, but it was snaffled because yeah, he didn't went the quite wrong way. get it away. It, it didn't, the wrong way. Yeah. It took a bit long. Yeah, it, it took I mean, a bit but long. But he made up for it. He'd still and he did throw that, that massive – he did throw that massive pass that got intercepted um, by mm. the Dragons in that first half as well. But, you know, he's, he's young. It's all right. You got to you got to have that confidence. Yeah, you got to. It's just a. You know what he is? He's a footballer being a footballer. He is. He's just a footballer doing footballer things. He's zigging. He's zagging. He's punting. He's pushing. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to rise up. <laughs> um. Yeah. What and about then, Moses Suli? Talk me through Moses. Uh, Moses what are your thoughts? Moses Suli is a fucking roller coaster. An emotional roller coaster. <laughs> In that first half, I just feel like Moses Suli, I feel like they should start playing him in the second row. I just think he's just not defensively out wide. He just, he just, he upsets me too much. Um, And the other thing, you know, they put him in at center, which pushes, you know, the center of excellence out to the wings. And, you know, that's like using Farlap to plow a field. I mean, it's just, it's a waste of God-given talent having the centre of excellence on the wing. Like, he's yeah. called the centre of, excellence. of excellence. No, he's not the wing of excellence. Yeah. Um, so, I just think that uh, I, I'm happy. I think we should hold on to him. Um, but I think he, I think we should try and get him going in the second row. Because he, he breaks tackles. He's got some skills, but defensively out wide, he's just wanting. He just doesn't have the pace. He just doesn't have the pace to defend out wide. And yeah. I just, you know, so he's difficult to watch. But but he had a couple of really good runs. Gets our, you know, gets our set off um, off to a good start by, you know, bustling some bodies and everything. So, um, and I think for the harmony of the team, we need to keep him. He's... You know, he's good mates with with uh, Manasseh Fainu and Homoli Olakatano and all those guys. So you kind of want to keep him in there for for all that kind of, you know, team harmony, for which Tuvi learned the hard way that uh, 
you know, sometimes you got to keep guys around just for team harmony. Mm, yeah. um, uh, and can I just also say, just quickly, and then we'll move on, um, Kieran Foran, uh, just to, just want a quick note, quick note to uh, the Channel 9 commentators. Um, Kieran Foran is actually younger than Daly Cherry Evans, just throwing it out there. So mm. when they keep saying he's rolling back the clock... And look, he's he's playing like a young man again, as if he's like thirty eight. Mm. The guy's younger; he's like two years younger than DCE. And they don't say about that about DCE. They don't go, "Oh, look at old man Cherry Evans." Like <laughs> they were talking about him. He does seem he does seem old, doesn't he? Though? He like, does just seem with old. All the, all the news that he's been, all, you know, all, yeah, he's lived some. He's he's packed a lot into those. He's news. an old he's an old soul, as they say. Yeah. But yeah. Um, regardless, he is younger. By a couple of years than DCE. So every time he would literally pass the ball, they'd go, oh, he's rolling back the years there. Look at him go. It's just oh, like, look at him go. Wow. It's amazing that he's still out there. Yeah, so he's it, 29, guys. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> How old is he? He's probably like 31. Um, I, think, I, think he's, I think he just turned 30. I think he just turned we, 30 like a, like a couple of weeks. No, like literally a couple of weeks ago. He just turned 30 a couple okay. of weeks ago uh, in lockdown. Um. I would just one. What? born on thirteenth of July, nineteen ninety. Thirty-one. Oh. Wikipedia never lies. No, that would make him thirty. Oh no, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. No. What? Yeah. No. Nineteen ninety. Two thousand and twenty-one. He was born on the thirteenth of July, two weeks ago. Oh. It's okay. now July twenty twenty-one. Okay. Oh, July is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mate, I don't know. Remember, uh, I got stitched up. I read someone's Wikipedia entry, which had their age and their date of birth, and the age was wrong, and I just read it. Anyway, poor anyway. me. All right, I just <laughs> want to get into... Because I'm dying. Uh, thank you, Co Wetzel. So I'm done. Ball stripping. Stripping okay. of the ball. I'm done. Hate You're it. Done with strippers. I'm ha- I'm done with strippers <laughs> in all forms. Uh stripping of the ball, nah. It's just okay. it's 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 ridiculous. And I'm not just saying it um because the Raiders were doing it to us two weeks ago, because we did it to the Dragons. Which was, I gotta say, was a bit of a highlight to watch Morgan Harper, Gutten Morgan, <laughs> strip the ball out of uh, Maguire's hands, and then he looked up with mm. him and just started fucking laughing at him. It, that was great. I forgot to give a shout out to Gutten Morgan. Gutten Morgan was Gooden on Morgan. fire that game. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's ridiculous that you can be basically gang raped by three guys, right? And then two of them drop off at the last second while one guy walk, works his hand in there like Kenny Edwards works his finger up someone's bum <laughs> and then just goes one, two, three, and the guys go drop off and then just, and they just rip the ball out. And yeah. it's just and the guy's like going, fucking what? I just got smashed by three guys and then what now they're ripping the ball out, man. And not only do sometimes they do that, half the time they're not even trying to rip the ball out. They're just slowing the play of the ball down just by going, no, 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 I'm not holding him down. I'm trying to get the ball off him. 
Mm. And then the ref goes, oh, nah, Manly's ball, they get it, keep it. But meanwhile, the the team's got back. I, I just, I don't see yeah. Yeah. what I feel the like it's, yeah. benefit is. Look, I, I don't mind it one-on-one. One-on-one is um, fine, but, but they used to have one-on-one. And it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, well, you're taking you're taking a gamble. You're going to send one guy in, and he's going to try and get the ball. And it's a gamble. I like it. But to have three guys, it's just like what it does is it makes you, when you run, it makes you hold the ball for dear life. So it stops offloads and it stops yeah, attack. Yeah. And it's just I don't I don't see what the upside to it is. Stops the little man. Stops the li- the little man. That's what it does. Well, stops the little man. Yeah, fatigue. Stops. Yeah. That's don't you just say that when you want something fatigue. Yeah, fatigue. I don't know Play if we fatigue. want whether it's in or out. I don't know. Do we want it in Cinders, or do we want it out? Cindersmosis. Cindersmosis. Yeah. Well, Cindersmosis brings fatigue into the game, so we should all try. We also try bringing a bit more Cindersmosis into the game. But yeah, I don't like it. And I watched the um, I watched the Storm do it, and they're just rife. They're just they're just rife with it. Every tackle. Yeah, they're, they're riddled with it. They're yeah. riddled well, the other with th- stripping. Yeah. The other thing that teams do is that they they. Go for a strip, and they they fail at their strip, but then they keep on stripping, and it just lets them slow the play the ball down. Like the refs never pen- like if that was a normal tackle, you yeah. just laid on top of someone for eight seconds. That's right. But because you're trying to rip the ball out, the refs go, "Oh well, we got to wait and see who's got the yeah, ball." Yeah, who, who ends like up a bit with of it? A like, oh well, well, hang on. But now their whole defensive line's set. And they didn't even successfully steal the ball. That's and there literally what I just said. That's literally what I just said. Are you not listening to me, Bill? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm agreeing. <laughs> I'm agreeing. Okay. I think Zoom's doing something weird too, where it mutes you when I talk. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. You, well, you've yeah. got to stop talking over the top of me then. You've always been... <laughs> it's <laughs> like the, the satellite's got like a second delay, uh, you because know, it's, it's Hey Hey at Saturday episodes are still broadcasting, so... Yes, fine, thanks, Bill. Yeah. What? No, you. Sorry, what? sorry, Glenn. No, you, you go. go. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um. All right. Do you want to talk about? Uh. You want to talk? Let's go. Uh. What's your team's name again? The mighty Parramatta hey, Eels. Should we go to the Parramatta Eels? Yeah. Make it, it super quick though, because no one's interested. Hmm. <laughs> Now, would you say that this game, uh, would you say this game sort of heralded the return of Ryan Madison? Yeah, I would. I definitely would. Actually, I mm. was. That was a. That was a very pleasing takeaway mm. again versus the, the Titans, but he looked good. Uh, he looked good. I thought Will Smith looked good as a as a utility, mm. um, and. Isaiah Papali'i, as always, looked good. Uh, what I thought was interesting was they really took advantage of that extra man. When, when Kevin Proctor got sin-binned, they really turned it on then. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's something that the good teams need to be able to do is like take advantage of... of uh, of an error, and especially now with these new rules, take advantage of a man down. But yeah, I thought Gutherson's been great. Um, 
Well, when I you've got a player that. like Nathan Brown, who's an expert in diving and getting someone else sent off, you really need to be <laughs> yeah. able to take advantage of that, I don't, don't you think? I, I think, it, I mean, Brown hasn't, Brown's been pretty quiet. Like, he still, has he been Sinbin yet? I don't even think he's, it's, he's dived or been Sinbin. And this he's is like, the biggest issue with PVL football. What kind yeah. of a rule system do we have that people are being sent off left, right, and center, and yet Nathan Brown has a immaculate, yeah, it's uh, unbelievable, imma- immaculate history <laughs> under these new rules. I mean, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It's almost like um, catered for his game. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I thought I thought my big takeout was Ryan Madison. Look, his offloads were back. His confidence seemed back. You know, he's running yep. hard at the line. Yeah. Um, and the other big take that I had from the game is I still can't stand Andrew Voss commentating Oof. on a Neil's game. I just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I think it's probably me. I've probably just, I'm probably starting to see ghosts a little bit, but mm. everything he says triggers me. I just, I really, I'm done. That's my I'm done. You didn't give me I'm oh. done. Well, That's okay. Do you, do you want the intro music or? Well, I do, but not because I'm Okay. Yeah, so you're Vossi, done with Vossi. I'm done. I'm I mean, done. I've, I've been done with Vossi for a while. But yeah. even like that, the spear tackle on Papali'i, you know, two guys lifted him, drove him head first into the ground. He landed on his head. He got 10 in the bin, which, look, I get a year ago probably wasn't, it was a report. It wasn't a, a sin bin, but it's been a sin bin ever since the crackdown. Mm. And then Voss kept trying to kind of go... Oh, I don't know, but what did you think about that Sinbin blocker? Uh, and and yeah. blocker is like, well, I mean, what other choice did he have? It's, yeah. it's obviously a Sinbin. And Voss is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well said, blocker. But it was like... Yeah, I feel like Voss is like that with everyone these days, especially yeah, with the refs. maybe he's just trying to be controversial. Yeah, I think that's what he does. Like he the... just he tries to zig when everyone else is zagging. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the refs will say, that's white, and he'll go, ooh, blocker. They said white. I think it might be black. And it's yeah. Just, well, you know. be like, how did they spot a knock-on there? And it's like, because there was a knock-on. Like, yeah. It was literally... Yeah. Yeah. Here's another one I've done with. This is not specific to the Eels game. Okay. But have you noticed when they go up to a video decision and say, for example, this would, this would be an example, there'd be a bomb put up. The fullback for the, de- the, the defending team goes up to defuse the bomb, gets both hands on the ball... Mm-hmm. And it falls through his hands mm. and hits the ground, and then the uh, the attacking team grabs the ball, knocks it on, and then the, the, it goes for a challenge. And the video ref will say the fullback has gone up for it, and the ball has gone backwards. Now, mm. in strict physics. When someone drops a ball, usually it does go from where your hands are in front of you, it falls towards your feet. Mm. So the ball has gone backwards, but that's like a knock on yeah. every day of the week, oh. you know, well, when you just that, drop a ball. There was that passage of play in Origin where um, it went through like three or four um, maroon set of hands. Like literally they pass it and they just like 
completely missed, you know, sort of yeah, yeah, went yeah. through their hands and they went, oh, no, knock back. And it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's a knock I on realistically. Point, but it's not, that's never yeah. been an, if you drop the, if someone passes you the ball yeah. and you drop it, you don't go, yeah, but I caught it three inches in front of my body and it landed two inches in front of my body. So the ball is technically not gone forward. It's yeah, like, yeah, but that's, that's a right. fucking knock on. Yeah, that's anyway, right. Anyway, I'm done with that. That's happening a lot lately, I feel like. And the video refs say it with so much confidence. They go, it's like, I've said this before. It's like the more confidently they say it, it's the George Costanza, like if you believe it's true, it's not a lie. Yeah. So that they'll, they'll watch it and the, the replay is so indecisive and they'll be like, we're just freezing it here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're, we're going to take one more look at that from the other angle. Well, they pretend that they've got camera angles that no one else can see. Yeah, yeah. And, and then like- they go, you know, it's always some shit player like Matt Dufty. Matt Dufty has made a play at the ball and the ball has gone backwards. <laughs> play on to this point. It's like they say that really loudly. It's like the biggest fucking poker tell of yeah. all time. Like yeah. the volume just goes up by 20 decibels and they say it really confidently, but we know you're full of shit. So. Now, I'm going to play this. I don't want you to get too upset because I know mm. we brought up the PI before. So I don't, I don't want you to get. I don't. I am. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll I just. Can, can I, I have can to play I, wait, it? I have to play wait, it. Though. Wait, 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 okay. wait. One more sec. Okay. Just, just one more public service announcement. Yeah. Another. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Super coach. I had to check out. I can't do it. Like, what are you talking about? You can't give up. Mental, half, no. I, have, I, I can't. Hey. I just am too sad. I'm do you want to know sad. what happened to me last round? This will bring you back. Do you want to know what happened to me last round? Oh, yeah. So I'm me. driving back on Friday. Team's all sorted, looking pretty good. Then I get home, turn on the game. Mitchell Moses isn't playing. Great. Well, I've got him in my team. Mm. So automatically, the only reason you got him was for this. That's right. This week. So so immediately, I'm like, great. So I'm now going to have an AE nightmare. Right. I'm going to have one of. I'm going to have the lowest scoring guy on my bench is now going to be put into my team. So then I panic. Right. Then I'm like, oh shit. Well, what other what other players are going to be um, pulled out at the last second. So I went through and I thought, oh, Brian To'o, he'll probably be pulled out because he played Origin as well, right? And he plays like almost last this round. So I won't be able to bring anyone in for him. It'll be a nightmare. Fine. I'll take Brian To'o out and I'll put Jason Saab in, right? Jason Saab scored 11 points, 11 super points, super coach points, right? <laughs> yeah. To'o went on to score like 80 plus, okay? Yeah. Then... And then I was playing catch up. Then I'm like, holy shit. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've got an AE nightmare. I've, you know, so I'm going to probably get about 20 points from some idiot on my bench. I've got Jason Sabu who's got 11 because I'm worried about bloody um, Toto being pulled out. So then I'm in, I'm in panic mode. Nico Hines scores 160, right? And he's my VC. So then I'm like, right, VC loophole. Fine. I'll use my VC loophole, 160 points. I've already going to cop an AE. So fuck it. You know, it's no, it's no real skin off my nose. So then I go, right, who have I got coming up who hasn't been selected to play? Offer Hickey Ogden, who isn't selected to play. He plays for Canterbury and he's a forward who comes off the bench. Right. Sub him in, sub Payne Haas off, right, because he's in the forwards. Mm. Put the captain on Offer Hickey Ogden. Before kickoff, Offer Hickey Ogden gets put into the side. 
He then goes on to score 10 points. So my captain scored 20 points, and I then missed out on Payne Haas's 90 points. So don't yeah. come in here okay. talking to me about soft <laughs> yeah. stories. I had, I'm done with it. I can't. I, I can't, had one of the worst uh, rounds. Yeah. I probably cost myself about 400 points. From now on, I'm just going to lock and load and not fucking touch it. Yeah, but I think that I'm done. is I, a de- I that was a debacle. Anyway, that was a we'll debacle. We'll see how I go this week. We'll yeah. see how I go this week. I, do, I haven't changed my team for two weeks. Yeah. I just left it. I just went. I can't. I was not dealing emotionally with life, and I just went. I can't. I can't be bothered. I'm <laughs> yeah. not logging onto my super coach. I, I just can't be bothered. So we'll see though. Right. And then I think my, I got the notification from the app going, your team scored twelve hundred points or something quite. Good yeah. for, for for a team that I hadn't literally changed in three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, Apologies I- to who or, or you know congratulations to whoever I played the last two weeks. <laughs> well, speaking of um. Speaking of uh, changing, not changing teams, changing mm. your players up. Um, Fergie, Blake Ferguson's back Ooh, in your team yes. this week. Yeah. Look, I like. So I don't what's happened there? This. I wouldn't say I like it. Because Hayes Dunster actually played all right last week. Hayes Dunster played really well. Uh, the problem is I think Tom Opacic mm. is out. Right. And so they've brought in this guy, Will Panisi, mm. who is a 19-year-old. Um, you know, big things have been projected for him, but he's still 19, so mm. he's still... He's pretty small. He's still two years older and, than most of the Roosters players, but yeah. Oh yeah, he's he, he's uh, he's eighty five kilos, which makes him twenty kilos heavier than <laughs> Sam Walker. Um, and but, and J- with Jacob Arthur standing on his, sitting on his back, <laughs> Sam and Jacob Arthur right. together. Yeah. Well, so they've still got Jacob Arthur in there, mm. um, and I don't know. I I do think that like Hayes Dunster is good defensively. I will I'll give him that. He doesn't. He doesn't have the brain explosions that Fergie had. Mm. He he does often seem a bit like a boy amongst men. He's only young. He's only little, and he gives us nothing in terms of those hit ups from you know from bringing the ball back from a kick. Mm. And I feel like having so Wonga Blake has been doing a bit more of that, where he's been the big body that's been taking early tackle hit ups while the forwards get back. Um, I think having this Panisi and Hayes Dunster, you're starting to get a little... You're too small. So mm. I, I don't... Even though I think it's pretty rough on Dunster, who's who probably had his best ever game for the Eels, um, I think we need another big body. So... Uh, and, and especially having... Um, you know, having, having Mitchell Moses out, you know, maybe having a more experienced head in there helps. The only thing is, I mean... Fucking hell, watching that Eels edge with Wonga Blake and Blake Ferguson has cost me maybe five years of my life. So instead of yeah. making it to 65, I'll probably only make it to 60 now. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I can – I don't know if I can watch him defend. I think I'll be happy with him taking hit-ups. But just so no super coach, no super coach and no power Eels this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, anyway, so interesting times. Yeah. Um, all right, we've put it off, but uh, just uh, relax, all right? I just want you to relax, and if you just, yeah. just think of something else, and this will be over real quick. Yeah. Hard stats. 
This is easy. This is easily one of the hardest stats I've ever had. Mm. Unaided. Um, <laughs> I, I love this stat. Ruben Garrick. He's he's been he's quite the talk of this podcast. Ruben Garrick, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a deliciously <laughs> sumptuous sandwich, as well as being. If he was a dessert, a I'd call him a vanilla slice. <laughs> Ruben Garrick has scored seventy six points. Since round fourteen, which he just he just his points, he has outscored eleven of the entire NRL teams during that period. Wow! So not including Manly, obviously. So there's only so what's that? So there's only four teams that have scored more than Ruben Garrick since round fourteen. Yeah. That's raging. That's that's uh, that's, uh, that's P- even got me out of my slumber a little bit. That's I'm PVL. Like, wow, that's, that's PVL football for you. That's hard to ignore. It's good for stat. it's good for Ruben Garrick and Nathan Brown. <laughs> They're the real beneficiaries of PVL ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a raging hard stack. And then I had a whole bunch of others, but because he's broken his back, I'll leave Mitchell Moses alone. You can't alone. be mean to Mitchell no, I Moses. Can't be Moses. Yeah, look, I. I I didn't think Mitchell Moses was terrible in origin. I didn't think mm, he was good. I but think... I didn't, mm, like, I think some of the criticism he got is because he's Mitchell Moses, you know. Mm, he wasn't He wasn't the worst player on the field. No. I thought the Blues halves weren't good. You know, they weren't... Uh, they weren't good by any stretch, but I think the criticism he came in for was a bit, yeah, well, that's because you hate Mitchell Moses because he does have a punchable face. Um, but I, yeah, I, I was, if he played like that for Para, I'd be like, that was one of his yeah, but okay games. Here's the issue. Here's the issue is that, no, I don't think he was the reason we lost. Um, I think Jack Whiten... Um, and that uh, who's that Ford from Melbourne? Who who they Dale Finucane? Oh yeah, Finucane Dale Finucane. Yeah. He just it was the Dale Finucane show for like the first twenty minutes. It's like we would get down there into the field, and then it literally just went to Dale Finucane every fucking time. It was like, do you want to like maybe share the ball around? But all I'll say is is that kind of like the thing that I think the I think for me why I don't think Mitchell Moses did a good job is not anything he did wrong. So much as, you know, there wasn't errors and whatnot. It was more the fact, and this is for both halves, we killed um, the the Maroon, the Queensland, out wide. Yeah, our wingers yeah. and our centres scored triples. The Fox, yeah, scored, yeah, yeah, sc- yeah. Fox scored a triple um, in game two. Tommy scored one in game one. Luttrell scored two in game two. He scored a couple of, you know... Uh, and I think um, Brian Toto scored a triple in game uh, game one as well. And then game three, Latrell scores one, and that is it. Yeah, well, they hardly got No the one scored. Yeah. And they just yeah. kept on turning the ball back to Dale fucking Finucane. That's yeah. all they kept. And it's just kind of like, fuck, guys. Like, that. that's the reason why I don't think they did a good job. We... Yeah, the game plan is there. I felt like Moses was not used to the speed. Like I don't know, they were up on him very quickly. I don't know if that was their strategy to stop. 
yeah. Tom and Latrell getting the ball, but the number of times he'd get the ball and just get either poleaxed or not be able to get like a seemed like his pass was really rushed. If if um, you had a look, Turbo had the shits during that game. If you look like twenty minutes, thirty minutes into the game, um, I can't remember. Someone scored and everyone runs over, and Tommy kind of runs over, but he just doesn't look that. And then the shot to him other time, he looked like he had the shits. Like he looked frustrated mm. and annoyed. Well, he didn't. He didn't get throughout didn't get the whole game. He was just forward. kind of like, yeah, I could. You could see it. He didn't have any energy. He didn't have any like. It was just like he just looked fucking annoyed the whole game. To be honest, like it seemed like also Tedesco was just trying to. Oh, and Tedesco just tried to do it, it all his, himself. Yeah, like yeah. just take the ball, and I'm gonna try and run through everyone. Yeah, you know? I'm just gonna run literally from one sideline to the other, and yeah, then and just pass just, it under yeah. someone under pressure. Yeah. Anyway, we don't Moses talk about Origin, well, but yeah, he was. You know, that's the reality is for Eels fans. Moses is a, a good enough halfback, but he's not. He's not the man. Like he's not the guy that's going to step up and be winning games like like Jared Hayne did for Para or like Tom is now for Manly. He's not that guy. Did you say well, like think, Brad Parker is for Manly? Yeah, he's not. Yeah. The, he's no Brad Parker. Um, but I wasn't. Yeah, I thought he, he copped a lot of shit for his performance. I get why he copped it. I thought he was okay as a halfback. Yeah, I thought the halves in general were. Pretty ordinary, and yeah, when you, as you point out, I put some of that on the coaching. Like, why aren't you've got two centres who are just running riot? We're we're scoring like record points on the Queensland in two games, and then we change the game plan to this inside hit up, you know, through the middle. It's yeah. like, but we're so much better than they are in the centres and and on the edges. Um, I don't even think I saw Josh at a car all game. Like it's like no, him and Brian to- and Brian Toto barely touched the ball. Yeah. The other thing it made me realise is this is again in Fidel's corner, and I know we don't talk about Origin. We don't at all, talk about Origin ever on this podcast. Well, we had to let that go because we're not going to talk about the Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Jerome Luai, I'm really warming to as an Origin. <laughs> Five eighth. I feel like Jerome Luai doesn't get the props. Everyone's like, oh, Nathan Cleary, this. Well, and, and Nathan Cleary is excellent. Yeah. But Jerome Luai is so good. And the other thing that, that low-key people aren't giving him the credit for is how is how angry he makes the Queenslanders. Mm. Like, mm. I'm loving it. I'm loving yeah. that kind of swagger he brings to origin. And everyone's like, oh, but he's just, you know, there because he's a Panthers half. No, he's actually a really fucking good player. Yeah. And he is just... It shows a, you the drop-off, doesn't it, though? It, it, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, when you think, you go, oh, there must be there must be so many different people you can choose to play any position at Origin. I mean, you've got 16 teams to play choose from, right? But it just shows you the, the drop from that Tier 1 to Tier 2. When you go from Jerome Luai down to Jack Whiten, like yeah, Whiten yeah, can't I mean, pass. Like Whiten's like just five eighth a year ago. Like yeah. Whiten played, you know, got a Churchill Medal at five eighth and is still riding off that a bit. You know, yeah, yeah. But I think you know, hindsight, they didn't connect. They seemed on different pages, and 
you know, if you'd have to look back and say, take the South pairing because they know how to play with one another. Well, and um, Cam Murray and Latrell Mitchell and yeah, you know, the only thing is, you know, that's hindsight. When Cody Walker mm. played Origin, he was terrible. He did nothing. He, yeah, no, he, um, he so wasn't I can good. See why they did? Yeah. But, did yeah, you see it's that? Um, like it was all a bit. And then taking that two points just felt really weird to me. I know, look, I know you kind of, if someone steps up and says, I've got this, yep. you know, it's Latrell Mitchell, he's your guy, he's been there for you all series. If he steps up and says, I've got this. But, I mean, that is a, it was a 45-yard kick. And also we were going, it's not, it, like we it's already had the, it's yeah, we already win. had it. We already had the series wrapped up, yeah, right? Like just, so why not just go for it? Like, why not yeah. just go and put it the dagger in? It felt very odd that you're going to actually... This is what you're doing for a clean sweep. Three yeah. games in Queensland and you're going for a tie. Like, you're going for something that might not even win you the match anyway. Yeah, you know? like, that's right. Yeah. Anyway. But we, we don't talk about Origins. We so don't. I'm glad that... No, we definitely don't. Um, yeah. All right. We should uh, wrap it up. Yeah. As we always say at this time of the night... May your dreams be filled with maroon and white. And may Des Hasler, wandering the hallways, kiss you goodnight. Make sure you're tucked up. Otherwise, Hasler will get you. He's it's like, like a Jack DeBellin hiding under the bed. <laughs> it's like one of those Eastern European folk tales. Go to bed, kids. Otherwise, the Hasler will get you. <laughs> the Baba Yaga. <laughs> Huh. <laughs>